0: Good morning and welcome to In The Pattern Podcast, Oshkosh 2022 QuickCast Alpha. It is Monday morning and uh, we've got Brad and Michelle here. The rest of the crew is arriving uh, later on in the next couple of days. And just wanted to share some of our experiences from uh, from Sunday uh, on into Monday morning. We're over right now at the EAA chapter Uh, pancake breakfast, all-you-can-eat pancakes and some sausage and eggs uh, for really reasonable price and all the coffee you can consume, uh, which is a great a great thing to do. It supports a a local EAA chapter. Um, Why don't we talk a little bit about our Sunday? Michelle, what were some of the highlights for you?
1: Um, Good morning, everybody. I I almost think Sunday has to start with Saturday because we arrived just before dinner time on Saturday, before the big storm came in. And uh, we were very proud to get our tent all set up and everything unpacked and and went off to dinner where we watched the storm. Uh, The restaurant we were in actually had a power outage, but we watched this pretty intense rainstorm with a lot of lightning. And then returned to camp to find our tent uh, had co- partially collapsed and taken on quite a bit of water. So some of Sunday morning was still recovering from that. I mean, I think by about I mean, 9 a.m. maybe, we were fully recovered. I mean, everything...
0: We had removed the last gallon dry. of water from the tent and uh, got all of the stuff out in the sun to dry out and, uh, yeah. Dry,
1: yeah, dried everything that could be dried in dryers and... Um, Laid everything out, and then we had absolutely phenomenal weather. I mean, Sunday is everything you want Oshkosh weather to be. A little breezy in the morning, which helped dry everything out. Then the sun came out. Um, Yeah, it was a
0: low overcast, so the VFR arrivals couldn't come in. Mm -hmm. It was a 300-foot overcast with three miles of visibility, so Mm -hmm. way below VFR minimums.
1: So I think that I think that slight delay probably made it, you know, as soon as they opened up, which I don't recall exactly what time that was, but it was not too late, maybe I, 9.30. It was probably 9.30,
0: 10 o'clock, yeah. Yeah,
1: so then, you know, the world showed up, right? And so we uh, jumped in the car and went over to Fisk Approach, which delightfully is located in Apple Maps, if it's something you've ever considered doing.
0: And Google Maps, too.
1: And Google Maps, too, and so that was fun because we have been listening to Live ATC, Um, pretty much since we left Minneapolis in our car. But when you actually get to watch it while listening to it, I mean, I I had a great time. That was a very fun way to spend a few hours.
0: Uh, Agreed. I'd never done it before either. And, uh, you know, the controllers are there and they're they're super busy. It's great to watch how the controllers work together as a team Mm -hmm. to manage all of this chaos. They've got to coordinate with the, the towers back at, at Oshkosh for two seven and three six. They've got to, one of them's got the mic, another one's telling the guy with the mic, or the controller with the mic, what to say. And they rotate who has the mic about every 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh, to, to manage the workload and to, to take some of the pressure off. Um, it's, it's really incredible. They do a fantastic job, uh, but it was a true zoo. Uh, when we got there and in the sky in the sky yeah (laughs) ground it was calm (laughs) you know the traffic was stacked up further and further and further away from Oshkosh was where they were recommending you you enter the approach and so you know it was Green Lake and then it was there's some other lake beyond that that I haven't learned the name of yet Um, and then it It
1: puckaway,
0: Puckaway maybe yep Mm -hmm. and then it was what was the it was
1: Rockford I mean it was it close was, to
0: Rockford Illinois yeah yeah
1: by the by mid afternoon i mean they were they were really stretched out and, and i think probably more screenshots of four flight were taken on sunday <laughs> than maybe yeah <in> Yashkosh.
0: <laughs> yeah including some that i've got and yeah. it's it is incredible i mean it's it's got to be 60 70 miles of vfr arrivals all puttering along trying we're to do here, 90 knots thinking. And of course, you know somebody cuts in, or or is a little fast, or is a little slow, and they start to bunch up, and then they show up at Fisk, and the controllers have to send somebody all the way back, mm-hmm. um, and in some cases they were sending whole groups of planes all the way back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, adding to that, it was a little brisk on Sunday, and there were I think a total of five incidents, runway incidents uh, at the airport, of you know ground loops or or yeah. what have you. Um, and they had to close the runway. At one point they had both of them closed uh, for a mm-hmm. time, and they, everybody just had to go orbit a lake or just go hang out somewhere. Uh, so it was, it was really interesting to see how they managed all of that mm-hmm. uh, complexity and, and really chaotic uh, events, because of course the Fisk Approach controllers that don't really control whether or not somebody closes the runway,
1: no. I mean, you get a lot of empathy for people, I think, when you realize how far out the conga line is and just a little bit how chaotic it is. And people do obviously get bunched a little together, and I think they expect the controllers to sort of sort it out. You know, if somebody's who's going to get sent back? And early on in the day, they let most people through. I mean, they periodically would have to send somebody back. Because they were, you know, in a faster plane and they just couldn't handle yep. having them that close. Um, other times they sent out instructions to, to give more space. I think the notam is a half mile, yep. but and times during the day they asked for three quarters or even up to a mile distant, you know, apart. And it was, you know, you felt for the people getting sent all the way back to the end of the line. Uh, but but pretty much everyone that we saw that was asked to do that complied with that request. They would they would go back. Um, but the other thing that was interesting is they were landing on
0: 2-7, seven. Seven,
1: which had a tailwind, and, and not a small tailwind. It was like an eight-knot tailwind. Yeah. And I have not yet but discovered someone who can tell us why they were not landing on 09, or 09 instead, but I think that made it really challenging for people. And a few people did request 3-6 because they couldn't handle it.
0: Yeah, a few people but, said unable um, and I'm sure in a tailwheel that gets pretty, pretty sprightly uh, trying to get that thing slowed down with a tailwind. And, um, you know, the runway is nice and long, but still, uh, that, could get, that could get pretty cheerful. Um, we got a little hungry while we were there and we went, found a restaurant that is on the railroad track. Well, not literally, but like right next to the railroad track that is the, the path that you're supposed to follow from Ripon to Fisk and so every plane was flying over us. And so we got to see, you know, just the you, you, typical GA aircraft, but also biplanes and lots of twins and uh, lots of flights of two or three or four that were motoring along. Um, it was really quite a bit of fun to, to watch, especially the, whoever the poor person was that ended up behind a biplane, you know, that cruises at about half of the VFR arrival speed, you know, maybe 50 knots, and you're trying to, to, do 90, and they're like, "Don't pass anybody." And you're like, "How am I supposed to do this?" Like,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's going to take this guy in the biplane a solid hour to to make the approach, like, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And I do suspect that that's how sometimes the conga line loses. It's you know, it's discipline. It's it's nose to tail discipline for sure. And it was also interesting because for those who've listened to live ATC and the constant reminders you know, to fly over the railroad tracks and you look left and look right and you can see them. You're not over the railroad tracks. It apparently is hard for people to do because we hardly ever saw anyone that was actually over the railroad tracks. we were sitting right next to them. We're probably 40 feet from the railroad tracks and everyone was to the south. (laughs) So that was interesting. But again, watching the controllers, not surprisingly, they're super calm, they're super... You know, chill. But they've got spotters and feeding each other information, and that's again when you realize that while you only hear the one person at a time, it's a whole team that's paying attention.
0: Like five people.
1: Yeah, it was are about five at a people. Time. Yep, and and so that was kind of interesting to see that system. And both of us were wondering how how long ago it was that they established the need for a VFR approach procedure. Yeah, right.
0: And, what, That'd be interesting like, history. When did it get too crazy with everybody just flying at the airport and they finally just said, mm-hmm. enough is enough. We need a special traffic management protocol. And, mm-hmm. you know, now there is now there is the VFR approach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It, so it, that it,
1: was very fun. If anybody has considered doing it and hasn't done it, I recommend, you don't necessarily need to bring a chair, but people do.
0: It's about eight miles away. If you've got a bike, you can get there. If you've got a car, you can get there. There isn't a transit option to take you to Fisk Approach. Um, and it's, it's not a large facility, but there were probably 20 to 25 spectators there mm-hmm. while we were there with, you know, shooting pictures and, and watching the controllers and just watching the action happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of fun.
1: It is very fun. And then after lunch, we followed that up with a uh, a walk down to, to runway 36. And, and we actually sort of watched the other end of it, which I have to say is... I mean, it's fun, but I think I preferred the Fisk Approach, and, and it's yeah. drama. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, of course, it's always fun to watch planes land. Yeah. So it was a nice day.
0: And, and see the place fill up. And, and you get to see some of the aircraft that, that don't fly the Fisk Approach. So mm-hmm. warbirds don't do Fisk. Um,
1: turbines. Turbines don't
0: it. do Fisk. Ultralights. Uh, ultralights have their own runway. That's separate. So there's there's some other things that are going on that you don't that you don't get to see uh, at the at the Fisk approach. Mm-hmm. IFR arrivals, of course. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then I think we can mention dinner. We went to Artie and Eds, which also, of course, has phenomenal.
0: Yeah, Artie and Eds is right between Lake Winnebago and Runway Two Seven, mm-hmm. and so you got all kinds of arrivals coming in, including one of the B-29s
1: yeah. flew
0: right over us at a couple hundred feet. Mm-hmm. Um, um, jets and a tur- lot of turboprops flew over us that day uh, arriving for the show. Yeah. Um, and that was just as the airport was getting ready to close was when we were kind of finishing off dinner. It was was a lot of fun. It was a nice way to, to end the day.
1: That B-29 from a couple hundred feet right directly above you, though, is a memory I'll have for a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. all four radials turning hard. That
1: was pretty spectacular. We one. were
0: begging for a go-around, but it landed.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it was, a, it was a great start. Yeah. And I'm uh, looking forward to
0: looking forward official to the sh- event things today. Yeah. Uh, the, the show's opening up. The vendors are opening up. We've got got a few manufacturers that we want to see. Um, I'm really curious to talk to the folks at Epic and learn a little bit about what they've got going on. Um, Evolution, uh, the Evolution, which is the, used to be the Lancer Evolution and is now owned by another, another firm. Kind of got my eye on turboprops. If uh, suddenly I win the lottery, probably be the way I'd go.
1: So this is the first year, obviously, since I've um, started taking flight lessons, and so for me, it's fun to go to the Piper booth and see the updated versions of what I'm flying. I'm learning in a Warrior, but just um, every plane I look in now, I look to see how do you start it, where are the mags, where's the fuel pump, like all (laughs) all the things that last year meant nothing to me. You're
0: looking at it like a pilot.
1: Looking at it like a pilot, and it's pretty fun. I'm
0: Forming opinions. Which ones so I like. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, uh new eyes on things and and some old things and lots of new stuff going on. Uh just excited to see the show. Yeah. So and I think uh with that we're gonna wrap it up and head into the grounds, but thanks for listening to uh Quickcast twenty Oshkosh twenty twenty two, Quickcast Alpha. Uh this is the In the Pattern podcast and make left traffic, you're cleared for the option.